Hi, my name is Kevin Vozar, vacation property professional, travel enthusiast, financial planner and investment advisor, dog and cat lover, and now the host of the CFY podcast, brought to you by Cabins for You, a vacation rental management company born in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. With over 20 years of experience in the vacation industry, CFY's podcast will cover all aspects of travel and vacation rentals for both travelers and vacation property owners. If you've got itchy feet, are planning a vacation, want to jump into the vacation rental business, or just want to learn more about the travel industry, stick around. It's about to get good. Hi, everybody. Kevin Vozar here, your host for the CFY podcast. Cabins for you, the place to stay, play, and get paid. You know, the last few weeks, I've been asked about insurance for short-term vacation rentals from a lot of prospective owners and buyers of short-term vacation rental properties. They all ask the same question, you know, Kevin, can what level of insurance do I need to have on my property if I run a uh, provide it and use it as a short-term vacation rental property? And it got me thinking that there's probably a lot more of you out there wondering the same thing. You know, is this considered a residence because I do use it as a second family home, albeit not exclusively as a second family home, but I am using it as a second family home, but I'm also using it as a business. You know, in past podcasts, we talked about anytime that you are generating revenue, income from your vacation rental property and you are deducting expenses and whether it's a, you're doing this as a individual uh, on your individual social security number for your 1040 form or you've had this formed under an LLC or other business entity, um, if you are uh, earning income and you are deducting expenses, it's a business. So, you know, I'm asked about should I keep my, you know, I bought a, a regular homeowner's policy from my you know, my property and casualty agent, or should I do something different? And I tell owners the same thing every time, that since this is being used as a business, you really should have a commercial lines or a business lines property insurance policy. Might they be a couple of more dollars? Certainly. But a couple of more dollars per year versus having a policy that may or may not pay a claim because you have miscategorized your property as a as a residence but you're, you're using it for a business could cause you some angst and anxiousness down in the future so let's talk about a few of the the questions that I get and let's talk a little bit about some of the concerns uh, and and concepts that you as a prospective purchaser of a short-term vacation rental property or maybe you already have one and nobody has ever shared this with you some of the some of the ins and outs that you need to be aware of first we have to define what is considered a short-term vacation rental property in the insurance world a property that is rented for less than 30 days for less than 30 days at a time is considered a short-term rental. For example, this is not a property that you're using as a long-term residential rental property or one that, you know, that you don't reside or live in full-time, right? So why doesn't my homeowner's policy not cover my short-term rentals? 
Because generally speaking, most, not all, but most homeowners policies carry a business activity exclusion. In other words, any claim that revolves or involves a business activity could be rightfully declined so or denied. So this is important. Again, if you have, if you've purchased the property, <clears throat> you're using it, um, whether you're self-managing it or using property manager for a short-term vacation rental property, but you've got it under your homeowner's policy, you could have a business use exclusion. So it's important to talk with your agent. It's important to talk, look at the policy and make sure that there is no such exclusion because if it is and something happens to the property, you may or may not be covered. Um, so the next question is, is my short-term rental really considered a business by an insurance company? Remember, we're looking at this from an insurance company's standpoint, right? And generally speaking, the answer to that is yes. Insurance companies see this as if you are generating, if the property itself is the mechanism from which you are deriving the income, then it is considered a business. It's not like you having a side hustle in your basement, um, but you're living there, right? There, there, there's a gray area. You know, you're, you've got a side hustle in the basement. You know, you do something, it causes what you're doing, causes your house to burn down. You know, it may, it's likely it's going to be covered. Okay, but if you are using the house, but you're not using the house for yourself or your side hustle, you're using it as the primary business um, mechanism in which to generate income. Next question, it says, I have a landlord policy and have been told this covers my short term rental. Is this correct? Again, generally speaking, no. Landlord policies also carry business activity exclusions. Probably. Okay, again, not all insurance carriers and policies are written the same. Landlord policies are written for the landlords, not the business owner. So a long-term rental, uh, a long-term lease in a, for a, a property that you own that's being occupied by a long-term tenant is generally not covered, is not, is not considered a business per se. Now, if you own this uh, property, as a business under a business entity like an LLC, a subchapter S or subchapter C corp, a partnership, a REIT, something like that, then obviously it's a business. But if you just have a you you have a home, you decide to buy you want to buy a second home and you want to rent the first home out to a long term residential rental uh, tenant, then generally speaking, it's not considered a business from an insurance company standpoint. So how do I get covered for a business activity? Well, it's simple. You go to your agent and you say, hey, I'm using my my home, my property as a short-term vacation rental property. And my, you know, I'm expecting to have, you know, 60, 70, 80 bookings a year. I need a commercial lines business level, you know, property insurance policy. And you know what? If they're licensed for it, they should be able to get you a quote from one, two, three or a dozen companies for what your needs are. So what kind of perils, you know, the word peril is a, uh, in the insurance world is what is the, what is the influence? What is the thing that's going to cause a claim? It's a peril. So what kind of perils do these kinds of policies cover? You know, it covers, you know, everything from, you know, fires, floods, lightning strikes, uh, trees falling, any number of 
of perils, you know, accidental fires, uh, any number of things that, that can do this. So what kind of perils do these kinds of policies cover? Well, it covers your property itself, okay, the structure of the of the of the rental property so the the house it covers the contents okay so your furnishings your decor your amenities um based on the inside of the four walls of the of the four external walls right so everything inside is considered contents and it's covered now you might have coverage for things outside other buildings hot tubs, uh, other types of amenities that you have outside. Again, check with your insurance carrier to make sure that those contents are also considered as contents under the policy. Liability. Uh, This is a biggie for short-term vacation rental property owners is, gosh, if something happens to a guest, to them or to their property, am I liable? Yeah. <laughs> Every just watch the watch television on any given day and you know I know I have some attorneys who are listening to this and and I don't want to disparage my attorney friends but uh, uh there's a lot of ads for attorneys who uh are willing to represent a injured party and if somebody slips and falls or has a mishap or something happens to their personal property substantially happens to their personal property, likelihood is they're going to lawyer up and they're going to make demands. So liability is a very big thing. But the good news is that there are liability limits that you can have on a on a business property policy that can be from a half a million dollars on up. There really is no maximum that you can insure for. And last but not least is loss of income. Now, on your homeowner's policy, it might say simply say loss of use. So, you know, God forbid there's a fire, burns your house down. Your policy has probably has a provision that will allow you and your family to find alternative housing uh, and pay for it for a period of time or a fixed dollar amount until your home is rebuilt or you find another home to buy. It's again, it's loss of use. Now, on a business policy, we call that loss of income. So if your if your property is generating $100,000 a year of gross rental income and it burns down, well, then if your policy has a loss of income provision, the insurance company is going to use fancy formulas to determine how much income that you've actually lost. Now, they're going to take into consideration the, you know, the gross rental income minus operating expenses, right? Because you're not going to have operating expenses on a property that's no longer usable. So they'll factor out utilities, operating expenses, and other factors, and then uh, negotiate with you on a net amount that they believe that they should pay you for loss of income. So again, loss of income is really important. So again, those, those things are covered, right? The structure, the contents, liability, and loss of income. If your policy doesn't have those four key components, then you're underinsured. And I'm not here trying to sell insurance. I'm just telling you you're underinsured. Another question that I'm often asked is, well, if I insure my short-term rental property as a business, can I also stay there? And the answer is yes. There's no standard occupancy restrictions on a business property insurance policy. That means the property is insured while you, friends, family, uh, and paying guests stay there. So they're not going to exclude you because you're using it personally. Now, 
the the next question really revolves around those people who own a home that they are renting out a room on a short-term basis, kind of like the quote-unquote Airbnb model, right? So the question is, my short-term rental is my also my primary residence. Can I still purchase a business policy? Generally, the answer is yes, but this can vary from state to state and carrier to carrier. So um, if you're using your property and you're using a bedroom and a bathroom or maybe a little kitchenette that you have built in as a short-term rental, um, you may have coverage, you may not. Again, it's very important that you talk with your carrier and you review your policy very, very closely. I can't stress that enough. Now, what is liability? Okay, what is, what is liability on a, on a property like this? Basically, what happens is what's going to be alleged if there's an incident at your property, it's going to be alleged that you or your property manager or someone was negligent in the upkeep, maintenance, structure, appliances, whatever of that particular of that property. So, you know, it's again, you know, somebody slips and falls, they can allege that you didn't have nonstick stickers on some stairs. They trip walking up to from the driveway from the parking area to the front door and they trip and fall and, and break an ankle. Well, they can allege that you didn't have it adequately lit or that a stone was loose or, or, or. There's any number of things that can be alleged in negligence. Now, obviously, there's there's standard negligence and there's gross negligence. I'm not going to get into the legal definitions of, of each one, but just know that if something happens to somebody or their things on your property, they're going to be looking for somebody to pay. And that's going to be you as the property owner. It's a cost of it's 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 a business risk, right? Every businesses have risk. You know, one of the, the number the company that gets served with lawsuits more than any other company in, in the country, I've heard, is Walmart because they have so many stores and, and people will whether it's legitimately slip and fall or stage a slip and fall, we'll, uh, we'll do that and hire an attorney and do it. I mean, it's just the nature of business. You know, somebody, there are people who either have legitimate claims or they don't and want something for nothing. So why take a chance? You need a liability coverage. I can't stress that enough. Does my personal umbrella policy cover my short-term rental property? The answer is maybe, but probably not, because usually the same business activity exclusion applies to personal policies, umbrella or not. So it's really important to know that if you have an umbrella policy, and a lot of us do, is talk again with your agent and say, hey, I have the short-term vacation rental property. Will my umbrella policy that I currently have cover business activities? They'll tell you yes or no. The last one is, okay, well, I have, I've decided to title my short-term vacation rental property under a business entity, like a corporation, LLC, you know, a partnership, something like that. It's outside of my personal name, right? And a lot of people do that. And we talked about that in a previous podcast as to the pros and cons and whys and wherefores of titling your property under an LLC or other business entity? And, and the answer is yes. If you have a 
uh, a business level of property insurance, it's going to cover your your property if it's titled under that name. Just make sure, double sure, that the names on the policy match the names on the property. So if it is Acme Holdings LLC, then the insurance policy should either be for Acme Holdings LLC or there should be an endorsement, a rider, or some other type of provision in the policy that states it will insure the property known as Acme Holdings LLC. It's, again, I would strongly suggest that you contact your insurance agent, uh, perhaps maybe your accountant or your attorney, and make sure that everything is, you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's. It's really, again, it's, I can't stress this enough. So let's go back to the, to the basics, right? You need a policy that's going to cover the structure, okay? Now, make sure, you know, there's, there's, there's levels of insurance you probably, you know, there's payout. There's two different really types of payouts that you probably are aware of. One is actual value versus, you know, the replacement value, right? You know, replacement value is something that is going to be built uh, using and replacing what you have, regardless of how much it's going to cost up to your policy limits, right? You know, actual value, they, you know, they'll take depreciation and do some other fancy, you know, formulas to uh, cut the amount that they're going to pay you. I'll give you an example. So when we had the fires here in Gatlinburg in November of 2016, a great many people were paid, you know, got paid their limits on their policy, but found that they were unable to rebuild identically or the same size property that burned down simply because they didn't have a replacement value policy. They had a uh, an actual value policy, which meant that what they got wasn't enough to buy and pay and replace what they had. So, you know, again, an act, you know, a, a replacement value policy is going to be a little bit more expensive, but in the long run, it's going to save you a ton of money. So, your structure, very important. Got to have your structure insured, whether you have it mortgaged and they're going to require you to have it or you just want, it's just good business. Have the structure insured. Second is contents. You'd be surprised. I bet if you were to, you have a vacation rental property and you add up all of the furnishings, the bedroom furnishings, the living room furnishings, dining, your amenities, your pool tables, your lights, your fixtures, your, you know, the art on the wall, Everything, you know, as, as a content, it, it adds up quick. You know, an average three-bedroom, three-bath, you know, cabin today is going to cost anywhere between thirty-five and, and $50,000 to replace all the stuff that's inside. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, plates and glasses and dishes and coffee pots. Those are all part of the contents equation. So have a strong contents policy. And again, both for... The structure and the contents, make sure that if it's available to purchase and add an escalation provision so that every year the values and the payouts and the limits go up based on inflationary pressures and other pressures brought to bear in replacing those things if something does happen. Third, liability. Again, liability we live in a litigious society, and if you if you have a, a tenant, a short-term vacation, or slips and falls, um, anything can happen. 
Um, an appliance, a gas appliance uh, that's running on natural gas or propane can malfunction and cause carbon monoxide issues. You've got a swimming pool, a hot tub, you know, that's not adequately serviced and doesn't have the, you know, the correct equipment can certainly expose you to some liability. You know, uh, a tree, a, a dead tree that's, you know, maybe on your property that's overhanging the driveway that all of a sudden a stiff wind comes and blows it over on your guest car. Liability. These are all things that you're going to be asked to pay. And the best way to do it is having an insurance company pay because of any liability issues. And last but not least, make sure that you have some level of loss of income provision. Again, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And if you've invested, you know, just because you have, you know, let's say you have your property mortgaged and the house, you know, something happens and makes it not habitable, um, you know, uh, you're, you're not only, you know, you want your mortgage to be paid, but, you know, this is a, you know, this is a business. You know, most businesses have loss of income. So why not have loss of income on your policy as well? Again, I know insurance is not that terribly exciting, but it is, it's very exciting when you don't have it, and it's very exciting when you don't have enough of it. I'm not saying be insurance poor, but I'm, I'm saying be insurance smart. So make sure you talk with your agents, uh, get quotes, read the policy, ask the most important question to ask your insurance agent, not what will it cover, but you ask them what won't it cover. Um, they're quick to tell you what it will cover, but not very quick to tell you what it won't cover. So be educated, be informed, an informed short-term vacation rental property owner is a profitable short-term vacation rental property owner. Thanks again for listening. I hope you found this helpful. And again, if you like our podcast, please, on whatever platform you're listening it to on, please subscribe, like, link, uh, whatever the the tab is to continue to get these these podcasts we'd really appreciate it. and also if you have any you know friends business acquaintances or family who are interested in perhaps owning and purchasing a short-term vacation rental property send them a link as well we'd love to have them listen in and, and help them make a informed and educated decision as well so again for all of us at cabins for you this is kevin vozar uh, again, uh, forgot don't forget if you have any questions about this don't don't hesitate to email me Kvozar, K-V-O-Z-A-R, at cabins for you, all spelled out, dot com. I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. And again, uh, thank you for listening. Again, cabins for you, the place where you can stay, play, and get paid. Have a great day. Until next time, God bless. Hey, folks. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing or sharing with a friend and tune in next time for the latest episode of the CFY podcast. Until then, feel free to visit our website, cabins4u.com, where you can plan your next vacation, you can book 24-7, and learn more about our vacation rental management program. Till next time, see ya, and have safe travel.